Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you very much, producer mystery. <laughs> Why are you laughing, host Sean? <laughs> What's so funny? Thank you. Giggly bits. <laughs> oh my god. Huh? Uh, we are recording this, you know, an hour late, and uh, <laughs> and then you, like you take a shot right before. Oh, dude, I needed it. <laughs> today's been a day, is all I'm gonna say. So this is gonna be this. Today's been a day, and today, and it's gonna be a podcast right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hey, are you guys happy that this is a normal episode, as yes. opposed to we had a really busy March. That is for sure. I swear, like, nor- I, I like this podcast because it's almost more of a hobby on some... I mean, we work really hard on it, but still, if it seems like a hobby, you just do it once a week. But then, Hoshan, right before March, was like, this is a busy month for the podcast. And I was like, shut up. And then after the after the meeting, it was a busy week. Like, we have uh, the Switch the Envelope podcast this week. We have the April Fool's episode this week. We have to also do this this time. The Snyder Cut. Like, the one-year oh. anniversary. And then the oh anniversary episode. Yeah. I didn't realize how busy... Dude, yeah, it was crazy. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the anniversary episode is one of our most popular episodes. So if you're listening to this, and that's you awesome. Listen to that one. Go check it out. It's uh, better than most anniversaries. I forget which number it is, but forty-eight, so, I think. Hey, there you yeah. go. It's supposed hey. to be a good one. Um, yeah, a little uh, update here before we get started. Uh, last episode with the switch the envelope guys, we talked about. Um, the Mars, the helicopter that NASA has yes. on Mars called the Ingenuity. Yes. And it comes out of the belly of the Perseverance. And just like my helicopter. By the time uh, you're listening to this, it should have launched, but it hasn't. So NASA is working on it. And maybe by the time you listen to this, it will have launched. Yeah, because you said like after April 8th or something, I think. Yeah. It was it, supposed to launch. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was supposed to be. Running a little late. A little Did it say why it was the... delayed? Uh, no, I, I didn't look. I thought it, I read some other articles. Something about like, I literally thought it said an update, like a flying update. I'm like, really? You're updating it once it got to Mars? Like, since it got oh. to like, oh, software, let's teach it to fly. Like, I mean, I didn't read the article, so I'm sure it made I it, understand. But, but it sounded like there was some update they had to do, which made me laugh. I don't know. I understand. Yeah, that's the thing. At the end of the day, like, I'll read the article once it flies, and then they'll tell me what they learned from the flight and how th- air, how thin the air is and blah, blah, blah. But in the meantime, yeah, NASA, do your thing. NASA, do your thing. Um, do you guys know who Justin Lin is? Uh, Fast and Furious yeah, director. God he directed totally uh, know Star Trek Beyond as well. Oh, he did? Man, you know your directors. I'll give you that. Yes. I'll give you that. I know, my, I know movie plots, though. <laughs> Get out of here. But uh, you know your director. All right. So did you hear uh, Justin Linney talked about the next uh, Fast and the Furious franchise? I just saw this and I want to talk to you guys so bad about it because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and we had just done that uh, Better Than Most Things game where I talked about uh, Vin Diesel's character, Dom, what is Toretto. it? Toretto. Toretto. Yes. Like, so I didn't necessarily know his name, but you guys seem to be intimately uh, like aware of like the whole, f- I mean, I know Fast and the Furious is like, you know, Tokyo Drift. He is the Fast and the Furious, basically. Yeah, Him but, and Paul um, Walker. Uh-huh. Just in general, the fact, I, I can already tell you guys had a, like a reverence for the series, it seemed like. So have you guys yeah. heard about where the next uh, Fast and the Furious franchise is going to take place? I feel like Let yes. me guess. In space. It is. <laughs> it is. Are you, are you, yeah. No, no. Sure. It's not even a joke. Dude, because I've just looked at the track records and it just gets more and more ridiculous. Yeah. So I just guessed. The Fast and the Furious movie, the next one, uh, Fast and Furious 9, will take place in space, according to franchise director Justin Lin. Haven't they released That's images? Hilarious. I've seen some images. I don't know if they're doctored. I don't think or... that, that image I saw that was on the preview of the video or whatever, which is just him talking. 
I didn't. I don't know. I don't think those are real images. I thought. Okay. I don't know. They seem like mock-ups to me. But again, I'm kind of unconfirmed with that. I just like, just honestly, just the title just blew me away because I want to start thinking about let's predict this movie almost. I think we could do it because because this is already going to be competing with Tom Cruise's NASA movie. No, it's so not. I almost think it'd be in the same universe. It's not going to compete at all. Because oh, totally. Fast, I, I feel no. like this Fast and the Furious number nine will totally beat NASA's Tom Cruise movie. In the box office, yes, I agree with you. But okay. as far as like production value, hell no, because Tom Cruise is actually going to space. These guys are like green screening this whole fucking. Uh, unless you're telling me that SpaceX is going to sponsor this shit, totally. And send to space. <laughs> what do you want to see? Do you want to see Vin Diesel in space, or well, I guess Dom Toretto, or do you want to see? Well, we don't, yeah, I guess it's Tom Cruise. So it's Vin Diesel versus Tom Cruise. Who do you want to see in space more? I haven't seen the last like I don't know six Fast and the Furious movies. I guess we've seen Vin Diesel in space too with Riddick, with the Riddick franchise. That's true. So we've already seen it. Is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise actually in space. That's well, what Tom I Cruise has been in space. What was that movie where it's all, he had the, like the white spaceship and shit and Morgan Freeman was in it? It's pretty new. Look it up. Yeah, like the Dragonfly. I think it began with an O or something. Or something. Yeah. Well, actually, I remember liking it more Edge than I of thought Tomorrow. It no, that's a great movie. <laughs> well, that's a is that his one. face? <laughs> that is his face. Okay. No. Tom, Morgan Freeman. Okay. Yeah, put that in. Okay. Um, any clue? Back to Justin uh, Lin. He was Oblivion. basically... There it is. I told okay, you. Oh, okay, I told okay. you it was a no. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that counts for something, right? Uh, uh, no, this is Jeopardy, sir. That counts for nothing. Um, so here's what Justin Lin had to say about uh, the Fast, Fast and Furious franchise in space. Uh, he said, I think through the years, part of the fun is, is to come up with crazy ideas to challenge ourselves. But I have to say, we never do it just for the sake of shock value. Yeah, right. Uh, I always take something from the theme of... From the theme or the character's journey, I can say that when I was working on Fast 9, there was a thread that felt very appropriate to take us to places that we've never gone to. I drove to Vin's house, and I sat down with him, and we looked at each other, and we were like, let's make out. No, he didn't say that. He said, uh, <laughs> he said okay, this is the one. It's fan fiction. He said, okay, I know. That's why I made me laugh. Like, God, I'm sure he said all this. He was like, okay, this is the one. This is the one that we're going to try, and it felt very appropriate. So I kind of can't wait to share it with the world because the more we push and do crazier stunts and set pieces, the more we have to check ourselves to make sure we earn that. Okay, here's my one thought. They took Jason Voorhees to space. And look what happened. That was a fucking train wreck. (laughs) Yeah, from Friday the 13th. And they took him. How many times have you seen that movie? We saw it in theater. I've probably seen it like two or three times since then. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a stupid popcorn movie. Uh, I can't imagine this franchise will be taken seriously after this. Not that it was taken very seriously before this, but like its credibility is definitely plummeting. This is It's jumping the shark. Well, I'm just sitting there actually like now that I'm really thinking about like factual. I mean, I don't know shit about this franchise either. I just know they're always driving. I saw that scene where the guy was like, we have to cross – from this mountain to that mountain. So he purposely was driving, like, there's a wooden bridge there, and, like, somehow got it caught on his wheel, and they're swinging the car. <laughs> yeah, the no, end. it's, it's a so, joke. Something <laughs> fucking crazy. I mean, like, whatever, whatever. But even, let's pretend he can do all that. He can't drive a car in space. Like, is, yeah. so it almost has to be, like, we designed this space vehicle it's to gonna be, be just like a it's gonna a be an armageddon Torino 360 and only you because exactly. you're the best it's gonna be like armageddon where they need vin diesel to come like drive the fuck exactly they're gonna have space race i'm thinking, they're gonna get in like, a space race with aliens okay something crazy <laughs> like, i'm telling you no yes or russia or what, something what else would take dom toretto into space he's oh a, he's well, a racer here's the thing <laughs> 
There's a there's a uh, hostile element in space. Probably some rogue uh, organization terrorists, terrorists going after the moon or something that have done something. They're stealing nukes or from maybe space like a heist or, man or something. whatever. Yeah, Actually, exactly. Like, maybe a moon race, like a race to the moon. Like oh, they have one, all the the nuclear stuff is there. I'm just wondering. <laughs> so <laughs> no, buried, I think. <laughs> there's an X in the map. I'm not quite sure, but just go. Are you guys familiar with the Harrier jet? at all i thought you were gonna say harry potter um, um <laughs> i've heard of it yeah so I've the harrier jet i think is uh the first if not one of the first uh jets that can hover as uh, well as go you know supersonic jet status and um i may be getting some facts wrong here but i believe the british designed it and built it but couldn't fly it so uh they came over to the u.s and we figured out how to fly it and then taught them how to fly it so Maybe this is something like NASA built this space hot rod, and we can't we can't fly we it. We can't drive this thing. It drives more like a, uh, a car. Yeah, it drives more like a fucking <laughs> oh muscle car than none of our none of the astronauts can Tokyo drift, and we need someone <laughs> exactly. to Tokyo drift around Mars to get to the exactly. asteroid in time to stop it before the Tokyo drifters of Japan and Russia get there. So where do you where do you <laughs> go who are from the villains here? in those movies? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They used to be the like streaking. Benny games, in the first right? one that was sad, and now it's like they're in space. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's... Yeah, they took Leprechaun to space. Like, you jump the shark when you go to space. Space, yeah. But, I think what else has been to space? I mean, do they know what they have? Is this series Jump the Shark? Like, uh, Mystery. E, have you yeah. seen all of them? You've seen more of Fast them and Furious? Yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, okay. No. I, I Once it wasn't about it. street racing anymore, I wasn't down. Exactly. You're a yeah. car guy. You exactly. appreciated the material, the core material. Yeah. That, but... that movie got me into cars, so I have a special kind of love for it, even though it is cheesy as fuck. And I actually did just watch the first three again, like, two weeks ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, freaking... I only know what I've seen from the pretty much the trailers and that gives the movies away half the time well, I, mean, like, I they know have the rock like driving out of helicopters it. and stuff <laughs> yeah, no wait wait they listed some of the things they said uh, cars flung through buildings cars parachuted onto other cars from the sky and there they said go. the rock flexing out of an arm cast <laughs> that's awesome like, oh! like I don't fuck these fuck my arm being broken <laughs> so like, I've never even seen it but I'm just like oh wow, my god that's hilarious well, that was hilarious <laughs> All right, so speaking of arms, I got a uh, story here about a woman who received the first ever tattoo from a robot. Ooh. 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 I like this. So, uh, trigger warning for all you conspiracy theorists out there about 5G. I don't think you people require a trigger warning, but get ready. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, the woman is Dutch actress Stin Franzen. I'm triggered. Hold on. (laughs) And the artist who did the tattoo is Wes Thomas and uh london robotics and so what this was all about is uh this tattoo artist would use a special pin that is networked to a robot lo- lots long We've way away surgeries like this exactly yeah and so uh he tattooed this dummy arm while the robot on the other end mimicked his movements on the real woman's arm. So he like freest oh shit, he freestyled on this woman's arm? Yes. Oh shit. That's harder than a pre stenciled thing. Oh well, I, I assume he's pre stenciled, I hope. I, I would assume I don't what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I mean you don't just freehand a tattoo, right? You have to have it stenciled or or was he oh, freehanding the stencil? I, I have no idea. Okay, no big deal. I don't think uh let me see. It was actually probably the stencil. 
Because like when you tattoo, you want to follow. But a then line. who put the stencil on her? Well, he did via the the magic of this robot. <laughs> okay. The stencil. Well, I mean, usually when you draw a tattoo, you just go like, ah, I'm gonna draw this chick's yeah. face, and you just don't put needles into the arm. You usually do a stencil. And they always, I remember the tattoo artists are always sitting there like, oh shit, like the the stencil's all fucked. Yeah, like you gotta apply it perfectly, like a couple times. And so I'm assuming, but you can free draw on an arm and then stencil that later. So I don't have the answer to that stencil question, uh, and I don't have the answer to my question because I did this story like a couple days ago, so I forgot. But I That's think okay. the tattoo was very small, like a smiley face or like an arrow oh, or something. Just draw a line and a couple Proof of concept type of deal. Exactly. I see. Exactly. They didn't give I was her a like, I was thinking like a Bulbasaur or some type of like <laughs> intricate thing. Um, so yeah, during the lockdown, this guy used a 3D printer and just lots of spare time to develop this robotic arm. That would do this. Oh, he developed this tattoo robotic arm. Exactly. So he has like the monopoly. Just because the... he had free time? What else is this guy capable of? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you right? know, an engineer tattoo artist. He just applied artist. himself for a couple <laughs> yeah. nights and hey, here's this tattoo robot. That's kind of cool. Like, that's, like a, that's like something you think you have to go in, but uh, you can always Zoom call that. Well, I guess you have to still. The person has to go to the device. Well, it was all to demonstrate the effectiveness of 5G. And so, oh, okay. you know... Uh, the I believe the end game here is I like a tattoo artist in Japan, yet I don't want to fly to Japan to get my tattoo. So maybe I can hook something up here and go to my local tattoo shop where they have one of these That's what robots. Was, yeah, for sure. And then just have them do it remotely. And that robot would make more money than anyone at the tattoo shop. It'd almost become like a robot <laughs> shop. It'd be exactly. like, no humans here, only robots. Exactly. Um, That'd be kind of sick, though. That's almost like a. Well, it's not like nothing they lost. I I used to think in the future when uh, people um, can teleport, there'll be an app called Tinder Teleport, where you can sit there and like just as soon as you like match with someone like in Kenya or something, you just they teleport to you or vice versa or something, and then that's really it. I just thought that's like the application <laughs> of like technology. That's how it would work. And so this is like this kind of a weird offset of that. Like a, a room full of robots would kind of become just almost the ultimate tattoo parlor. You can go in there and have anyone tattoo you. I don't know what it's like getting a tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. Me neither. I imagine there's a lot of small talk involved, like getting your hair cut. You know, you got to like, oh, what are you into? That sounds annoying. I don't want them to shut the fuck up. I'd be like, shut up, dude. Focus on that. Most of them don't even talk. I mean, unless you talk to them, basically. Yeah. Like, some some don't mind, but a lot of them just, they want to do their shit. And, I mean, you're sitting there in pain, so it's like, it's easier for you to just focus on, you know, listening to music or watching a show. And so most of the time you just kind of, you What'd know, you, you shoot the shit on the brakes. Did you listen to music? Um, the first time I, the first time I just shot the shit with them because it was like on my arm. So it didn't really hurt that much. And then, um, yeah, after that, they started getting more painful. So I just go like strapped up with headphones and, you know, I put some anime on or something and just kind of like not think about it. It's rough. Interesting. Yeah, this really reminded me of the tattoo gun in um, Starship Troopers. With the laser. With the laser. Yeah, it was it's been a while since I've seen Starship Troopers. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember that scene. Remind me. It was me. like and a computer, uh, like an autom- automated laser that had like different probes on it with different lasers, and you could tell it was like drawing the tattoo like line by line and like gridding it out. Was it like a barcode? It was or like burning him. Uh, no, it was an X. Like their uh, war symball, like uh, the roughnecks, yeah. the roughnecks, or whatever. This troop was going off to war, and they're like, "Let's yeah. all get tattoos." Yeah, and- I see. I remember it, it, while one of the guys' tattoo is finishing up, one of his buddies dumps beer on it. 
Yeah, like with the laser, yeah, like, like doing his thing, and I'm just like, you fucking prick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this guy's getting an infection because of you. <laughs> my beer, get beer in my tattoo. Be off Son world of and have to worry about my arm falling off. Ugh. You piece of shit. Cold beer me. So I'm doing a topic that actually Mr. E sent to our uh, super secret, better than most things, Discord. That you can join if you're really into uh, joining Discords. And then you can suggest other topics that we could possibly do on the show. Link is in the description. Link it up, baby. But it was about the uh, Pyramid UFO. Oh. Did you actually watch the video that he leaked? I did. Yes. I went down the rabbit hole, and I'm glad he leaked it. It was good. Like, tell us what you remember just off the your little just sending us to us. Because that's basically what the ant tell us. Okay, so it's 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 surveillance from a Navy ship, and it's shooting into the air, the camera, so it's not underwater. And it's just like what he says. It looks like rotating pyramids in the sky. Well, here's the video right now. And there's so we, three of them. So here's the video. Yeah, it's like it's like almost like someone looking through like night vision goggles into the sky. We'll put a link in the description as well. Obviously. And they're blinking. One is blinking in this video, but the like, supposedly, yeah. Which I want to talk about the blinking for a second. That's like, the blinking is actually, I think, the weirdest thing in this scenario. Well, it could just be catching light. I think reflecting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. What's okay. the reflect? Oh, like they're they're like shining at it or something. Well, no. If the surface is, let's say, um, faceted like a uh, like a stop sign, you know how you hit a stop sign with your lights, and all of a sudden it lights up. That's because the surface is that material has uh, microscopic undulations in it that uh-huh. reflect the light a certain way. So it could be something like that. It's just catching a certain. I light. totally agree. I that, for some reason, the lights the one thing that throws me off too about this whole thing because you do see two other like un one like ones that aren't lighting up and your theory actually makes a lot of sense where maybe but that means like is that us the navy in the scenario flashing the ufo or something and that's what's happening because i thought it was weird just because at first you're like oh it's a it's a ufo like oh it's flashing internal light of energy <laughs> and then when i sat there i was like why would a fucking ufo like have such Announce weird ship itself. yeah or just have a ship yeah. that like literally like you're a flight to another galaxy and, like emitting energy and light that's everywhere it's like it just sounds like efficient and just weird and if it so i was like why would that really exist so almost for some reason this almost made me think man-made a little bit just because of the light thing huh. even though you saying that about maybe that's our it's lights fl- like because that would explain why the other two were, didn't show up versus this one's like, why why, why is it emitting the light? Like, the light's the weirdest thing to the whole well, thing. It's weirder than how fast it moved and all that crap. I think it's like... I think the way it's spinning on its axis is trippy as fuck. With the pyramid shape, the way you could just see it tumbling through the air. What? It looks very strange. I, Watch, you can see it spinning. I didn't think it was tumbling through the air, yeah. baby. The way it's flying is like the way it's spinning. You don't see it spinning like that? What are you looking at, baby? <laughs> this is a fairly recent video, Play too. Well, right? it came out in 2019 is when this happened. God, that's but awesome. But it's being released now and confirmed by the Pentagon. That's why we're talking about this. It's been confirmed by the Pentagon, but all they're confirming is that they don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, this is all part of that COVID relief bill that had this uh, shoehorned into it. The, all this UFO stuff about Where the... Where are you seeing uh, the spin, bro? The government has to now report on their UFO findings, every department. Okay, maybe it wasn't spinning. I think it I was, like, if, if anything, actually, when I watched the video a couple times, because they were, like, in formation, and I'm going to tell you more about, like, because there's actually, that's the video we saw, but there's actually more information that's not on video about these things. Um, but uh, the video I saw, in the, where we just saw, like, there's almost a formation of three pyramid UFOs. We don't know what they are. And one looks like it's blinking, and the other two just kind of, like, seem to be in the background. Which is why I like your idea of the the flashing stop sign theory. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like the. If, I mean, if I was the Navy and you had these big searchlights, maybe I'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, maybe that's like, <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck?" And maybe that would be what is like blinking. Otherwise, like, 
you know, like, we don't have tanks that are like, like, oh, this tank's powered by nuclear radiation that just emits, like, a light source and we can't do anything about it. Like, wouldn't an alien civilization... So that, the blinking's weird. Um, but the other two are just sitting there chilling. So I almost thought it looked like a projection, too. Like, what if someone just had, like, a, for lack of a better term, like, a really good uh, projector? You know, like, like a 4K projector, but, like, on crack that's, like, projecting some shapes in the sky. You need like a holographic projector. It needs to hit I the think surface. It's, I think it's Jetpack Man. <laughs> Hear me out. He's he's we've up talked there. About, we've talked about Jetpack Man many times. The, the man who has his own jetpack, and we all know it. I think he's testing out all his technologies, and this could be another one because the light seems too human, too weird. Like that, 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 what, what the fuck is the alien like? Just shooting light out as it's flying around, like just cause. Unless it's like trying to signal us, like oh, yo, light that shows I'm safe. Like what the fuck is that? It makes no sense. So I think it's weird. <laughs> but um, really quick, I want to talk about this because like, I love the description of these UFO things because we call them UFOs, right? But the army's calling them UAPs, yes. or unidentified aerial phenomena, yes. or they also call them uh, AAVs or anomalous aerial vehicles, which is fucking stupid. Yes, <laughs> it's it's all. Because UFO is now stigma. like, yeah, it's a stigma. It's in the zeitgeist. It's not. It doesn't mean what it meant once. Like, oh, that's Which a Russian does, plane, like, but we don't know it's Russian. It, we don't know it's a plane, yeah. so we'll call it a UFO. Yeah. But now it means little green men. It does. For sure. Those are yeah. little green men. You hear UFO, you think <laughs> alien. It really yeah. means we just don't know what it is. And most, I mean, it probably is something human. I mean, it could not. I mean, hey, I want to be leaving aliens. Trust me. Trust me. Um, but... I'm not sure. Like uh, those that blinking light shit maybe kind of weirded out, but they've been seeing these things so often that they gave them names. Ooh. So we saw the pyramid one, but there's two other ones we talked about that uh, that they are not on video. So there's the sphere as well. Yeah. So in another sighting, a spherical vehicle of some kind was observed by the crew aboard the U.S. Omaha flying into the ocean and disappearing in the water. And yes. then the documentation further, they would have thought the craft had sunk, but they searched and there was no wreckage. So the Atlanteans. Yeah, so we talked we've talked about actually this before. USOs are underwater submerged objects. That's also a big thing in the whole UFO world. How many they, there's, a, there's a lot Well, that's what I like about this, because there's also now UAPs and AAVs. So anyway, there's well, USOs and UFOs. How many times I've been I've been shouting it from the rooftops for years. We need to explore our oceans, goddammit. Like we can't get down there, baby. Space it's, is always gonna be there. <laughs> I agree now. You know what's funny? in our backyard. Over many years you've actually kind of convinced me because you're right, space will always be there, but like there are some definitely some Atlantis like morph technology or something down there. We all we can all agree there. But again, okay, so all these different ships have reported these things enough that they're calling the three of them the sphere. The one underwater one, the acorn, and the metallic blimp. The metallic blimp. I assume the acorn is the the pyramid. And here one. are the pictures of those. So I don't know where oh, they these have pictures of those too. This is the Twitter oh, from the same thing. So I, I didn't see the video about this. I don't know where this is released, but it's from the same source of information. Oh, look at this. That guy on the right there is something we've reported on before. That was um again. This is all part of the whole COVID relief bill that says every government agency needs to disclose their ufo information to congress by june and this is all coming out as a result of that shit interesting so i'm yeah, super dude. excited for june look at this though but you're right because like there's a sphere and that's obviously the acorn which i think was probably that maybe the the pyramid shape they're talking about although it's a different it's basically the acorn upside down right and then the blimp it's thing just like a blimp. i was like dude the blimp like what the fuck is that ufo just like chilling so i love that they're all silver they're all like a metallic yeah silver chrome looking thing 
I don't know, dude. So, like, there's some weird shit going on, and the Pentagon kind of just confirmed that these these are unidentified. That's all they're saying. And so, I don't know what you guys think. I think I, it's uh, yeah. I think it's Cobra from GI Joe. Though they always had better weapons than GI Joe. That's why. That's what kept them being Cobra. I was thinking caveman time travelers. Kate, they're. They're cavemen and they're time travelers? Correct. You heard me. Yeah, yeah. That's a feat. Yeah. That's, people I'd always say like people from the future are time traveling to us, but I think it's people from the past. That's why they're all silver and shit. They look all like, ooh. Like, come on. Who fucking designs that bullshit? Some alien or some guy that's like, ooh. Even the future. Like, that's that's lame. Like, well, like, like let's cover it in tinfoil. That's it. Like, that's, that's a caveman. Do you think, like, the blimp uh, abducts cows... The sphere abducts fish, and the acorn is there to, uh, I don't know, help help the squirrels I think take so. over the world. Actually, I think the whole time the blimp's moving, goes blimp, blimp, and the sphere goes sphere, sphere, and like the acorn, <laughs> a- acorn, and like pika, pika, and, and so kind of like they're like Pokemon. They all have their own thing, and then there'll be like a rare square one, like, ah. Oh. I'm just thinking about the uh, when I think about the sphere diving into the water. I'm like, maybe it's talking to the whales, like that one Star Trek movie where that probe almost destroyed Earth because we didn't have whales. Weren't you tell me about that about the whales? So they're all that was off? a trivia question that I had one time in a Star Trek game. I remember that. Yes, we've discussed it. Actually, someone <laughs> recently brought it up. Oh. Lonesome Survivor, you know who you are on Discord. <laughs> he brought up the whole uh, you suck at Star Trek. You didn't know the whale answer on the fucking Star Trek answer. <laughs> I know about the way. I just know what fucking that. What anyway? Old old news. Old news, bro. Star Trek Four: Voyage Home. So anyway, those, that's kind of trippy. So we don't know what they are. That's scary. <laughs> scary. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for June because that's going to be a big UFO release month. I'm super excited okay. for that. If they're releasing this kind of shit right now, I wonder what's going to happen when the deadline actually hits. What else are we going to find out? Maybe not like, oh, our government's been in league with aliens for decades. You know, nothing like that, but... <laughs> I was say, there's a picture of like Richard Nixon like, like shaking hands with yeah, some blue guy like, ah! <laughs> exactly. All right, we're about that time. Should we bust out the game? Yeah. All right, I won last what time. What game is that? Better than most game. Better than most game? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> well, it's where we pick two suggestions out of a hat... And then the judge, myself in this case, will put a spin on them and ask you two to debate it. Sounds fun. So here, let's draw a suggestion. Picking out of the magic hat. The suggestion is paint drying versus on hold dial tone. Okay. All right. Okay. And so okay. I'll spin that and we'll come back and you guys will have to debate it. And uh, I'll probably okay. give Mystery the win. We'll see. All right. <laughs> you know what I like about this? It's like, it's always like, you're the first one. It's like, okay. And then it's always the second one. It's, if it, That's not like, okay. I'm fine with this one. All right. All right. We'll be back. And we are back. So to remind you, the prompt was watching paint dry versus listening to a dial tone. Max. You will have the dial tone. Mr. E, you'll be defending paint drying. Okay. And your prompt for this is, which would make a better job? Let me get my timer out here. All right. Mr. E, you are going first. Are you ready? Yes. Which would make a better job, paint drying or listening to a dial tone? Watching paint dry or listening to a dial tone? You are defending paint dry. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. This is why it would make a better job to watch paint dry. 
Hello, you're literally doing nothing the whole fucking time. You could just sit there. It gives you time to do anything you want. You could even be more productive while doing your job at the same time. You could read. You could play video games. You could catch up on shows. You could clean the room. You could also... You could also plan out the rest of the room based off the paint. You know, you get some new furniture up in there. Uh, you can make that all match um, and make it look really nice for whoever it is that's going to be occupying that business center or domicile. And, <laughs> and I mean, the whole thing is you're going to be sitting on your ass. You don't have to exert yourself at all. You can even eat your lunch in the same room because you're just sitting there doing nothing watching paint the whole time. Ten seconds. You can listen to music. You can blast music for all who cares. But ultimately, you're getting paid to do a job that requires zero energy. All right. And your time is up. Max, are you ready? Yes. Doesn't matter. Three, two, one, go. So what would be a better job? Watching paint dry or listening to a dial tone? Obviously, it's dial tone because you could do that anywhere. Huh. You can go grocery shopping, listen to the dial tone. You can go to the park, listen to the dial tone. Anywhere you can go, you can listen to the dial tone. Paint drying? Which paint drying? Which way today, uh, uh, boss? Oh, this this wall? I'm going to stare at this wall all day? Sounds good. You're stuck in the same position. My, They're both benign, silly jobs. Mine, at least, is more mobile. My, we don't say out loud. We can listen to this dial tone. Turn it down a little bit, baby. Then you can watch the movies, <laughs> do all the same things he's saying. So pretty much, you're just walking around. You can have the dial tone on as you're watching a movie, doing anything. You basically just have it on, and your mind would just blank it out you wouldn't even be hearing it after a while versus the paint drying your eyeballs are going to dry out very dangerous by the way you're going to go blind and so you're going to like and you have to focus on something you have to focus on the paint drying dial tone you can just zone out you won't even fucking hear it everyone's like dude dial tone and you're done okay nice all right mr e you have a 30 second rebuttal starting now okay how many times have you watched a movie or read a book or so where someone goes insane and there's a constant loop of music in the background <laughs> just repeating itself? Nobody likes listening to a dial tone because, first of all, the music is shit most of the time. Some of them are only like 10 to 20 second loops, so they're very short and they're going to be repeating themselves. And most importantly, if you're listening to a, a dial tone, that means you're on hold and nobody likes being on hold and constantly holding a phone up to their ear, having to sit on some sort of headset for the rest of the night. Don't go insane listening to the done. same music. Nice. All right. Max, your 30 seconds start now. In this scenario, I thought a dial tone's like, uh, so there's music in this world? Oh my God, that's even better for me. Holy shit, music? You can listen to music then as you go around doing grocery shopping and skipping to your loo and exercising or whatever the fuck. There's music involved? Holy fuck. That's already paint drying. You have to sit there and you're focused on it. You can't do anything. You're stuck in a location. That's way more insane. You have to look at it. Look at the painting. Look at the this. This is you can just do whatever you want. Fuck okay. paint. <laughs> okay. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> fuck. Um. Okay. Uh, looking at my notes here, I would say Mr. E has more points, but let me go through this just to. That's suspense here. Um, Mr. E, I liked... Uh, you're basically doing nothing. That That's that, I, that's essentially accurate, right? You're just watching paint dry. Um, gives you time to do whatever you want, which is interesting. Um, you could be more productive while doing this. I feel like all of those are also countered in Max's, where he says... Um, 
you know, he, he says you could do this at the park. You could do this here. You could be more productive there. Yeah, Max. Okay. So Mr. E opened up, (laughs) Mr. E opened up the idea of music in this world, but the prompt was very clear. It was a dial tone. It was on hold dial tone. So, uh, I'm striking all that music crap from the record. God damn it, you gotcha. fucked me on that one then. <laughs> <laughs> he said on hold, so I assumed it was like music. Well, of course, that's what I... Oh, man. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> you dickhead, he actually fucked my whole... My, my whole 30 seconds was against that, so it's all gone. <laughs> In his world. I oh, think, uh, Matt, here's the thing. Sorry. I like I like what you said about nobody being on hold, Mr. E. That, uh, yeah. Nobody likes being on hold. Like that, that, that resonated with me, but I think something that hit me harder was you could do the dial tone job from anywhere. And I think that right there is the key to this whole argument that makes it so much more powerful. And I think I'm going to award this one to Max. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I swear to God, I was going to like, if I lose again, I'm like, I'm I'm not playing anymore. Like I used to, I've had like. Flawless good job, good debate job. after flawless debate. <laughs> good job. Constantly vindicated. Oh my god. Oh, vilified, I should say, but now I'm vindicated. There you go. I just thought of I should have done Paris too. I I, I just said the park and stuff. I could have been like, you gotta go Egypt to whatever. I could have said anything. So anyway, that's well, my no, one last thing I should have said. Yeah, yeah. You painted with broad strokes toward the end. Like you you in the beginning you're like, you could do it from anywhere, the park, da 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 da. And then you you said a couple other things that like really opened it up. And it's like, oh, yeah, like that do it from anywhere is absolutely true. That's right my there. only thing I had. Yeah. You don't have to show up to this location. And I think that's key because, again, you're both basically doing nothing. And you probably could both watch movies or listen to music or read a book while this thing is happening. Right. right. So, Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, I got thought, something for I you. Say, I did a strategy I want to say really quick because I've yeah. lost a lot. And so I want to say just for future players you guys, or maybe the Switch the Envelope guys in general, is that this time, I tell you the truth, I, z- I zone mystery out. Normally, I, I almost been like listening to their ideas to get to glean some ideas, but I think it's been leading me down dark paths where I almost like tread on things. Well, you normally go said. first, too. So That's I think true. Because you you, you, when yes. you had your rebuttal, I didn't... I, it's fun when I go back and listen, because yeah. I don't listen to anything you say exactly. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever like, done that. Just yeah. notes, 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 notes. <laughs> no, I think la- I think last time or something I went second two, but I remember the whole time I was actually was like almost taking notes on you, and then later on I was like, why did I kind of like listen to him and not even? Like, yeah. I did some notes on my own, but it, I just felt like it wasn't as much. The something. rebuttal round is is perfect for the game because yeah. like you start with your initial points that are off your own dome, off your own head, I should say, yeah. and then like you know, then it's all the counterpoints against you and that person's initial points. So yeah. good game, fun, good stuff. game, good stuff. Hi Max. I I know you're a fan of the Orange County Fair, right? You go fairly. You go every year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Do you ever uh, partake in the weird fried food craze, like fried um, butter or Snickers or? Tortillas? I had had. I did have a deep fried Oreo, and I'm actually for everyone. I'm a big fan of Oreos. I love them. Uh-huh. Me and my grandma are known. Uh, and so you they, know, rest in peace. They uh, take this Oreo and they dip it in batter. Yeah, and, and they, they deep, deep fry it. it. Yeah, and it used to be said that you can't keep warriors around me and my grandma because we just take the whole the whole <laughs> thing down in a setting. So in my mind, I love Oreos, and any Oreo product is amazing. But I had a deep fried Oreo, was not good. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wanted to like it, bro. <laughs> Didn't it's too mushy. It's like, do you want like a nice coating and a mushy Oreo in the center? Yeah, no, because when you deep fry something, I feel like it 
kind of gets stale on the inside if it's not if it's not supposed to be that way. I don't know. It just yeah, it's about the consistency of the inside. Like the deep side, deep fried sticker. I, I I haven't had one per se, but I imagine the same thing is almost like it's just a uh, kind of cool deep fried coating, and then just melt, just a goo melt in the center. Of like, where's well, the texture of the stickers? Where's the experience? Well, chew on this as an experience. Did you know it was possible <laughs> to deep fry water? What? Processing. <laughs> Hold yes, on. Right? I love... No, There's got to be a catch here. There's no, always okay. a catch. I think you take an ice cube, a really dense one, <laughs> nice floury batter, you just flash do it. That's the only thing I can like think dry of. dry ice? Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Unless it's some scientific, like, oh, on the molecular level, it's fried. <laughs> yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. This is a very real chunk of water. And I say chunk because... This volume of water is encased in a calcium alginate, and it's it's essentially a membrane that keeps the water inside away from the oil. Because I, I've never fried anything, but uh, you always know, like you don't put out a grease fire with water, yeah, because it spreads it around and makes it worse. Flour. So that's that's essentially the same principle when deep frying something. You don't want it to be wet. Otherwise, it will pop and explode and blah, blah, blah. So this membrane fries up, per se, but doesn't allow the water to escape or mix with the oil. Correct. Correct. So they they um, bread the membrane and then dump that in there. What's their goal here? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> up, I'm cutting straight to it. <laughs> Shut up. This is progress. <laughs> so this was done. Why would you hateful son of a bitch? <laughs> so this uh, YouTube chef, uh, Jonathan Marcus, back in 2016, he did this and he proved the concept. Like this can the be concept. done. <laughs> can you? You said deep fry, right? Deep fry. Okay, I keep wanting. Did you say fried or deep fry? Okay. Oh yeah, deep fry. You deep fry these. Yeah, and uh, he fried the glob, uh, stating that. It's incredibly dangerous and could kill you if done wrong. <laughs> so extreme science is happening. Like you can make mustard gas or make deep fried water. water. <laughs> like just be careful and serve with mustard. Here's why he created this thing. This thing. There's a reason. There's a reason Shut he created up. this thing. It was um, evil. It better be noble. Pure evil. <laughs> kind of both. Uh, it was actually created for an event called Stupid Shit No One Needs and Terrible Ideas Hackathon 2.0. Wow. Well, that actually... It sounds like fun, actually. Now I'm, I'm way back Where does that like, take place? This guy's a goddamn genius now. <laughs> right. I didn't know this existed, but you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be looking back at this uh, hackathon here, this event for future stories. I'd probably put some barbecue sauce in my uh, deep fried water. Ooh, fuck. A little, just a little couple drops of that. That'd be awkward maybe as some, hell. Maybe some chicken for texture. They said it doesn't taste very good. Like, how could this well, thing? Yeah, you're like, you're like popping a, uh, like a bunch of hot <laughs> water and then you have a... Like, even skin's kind of good when it's kind of has the food on it. So it's just like weird oily skin that's not like good. Yum. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd buy How much is this is the real answer? Well, that's what I'm wondering, too, is if enough people do this and figure out a good way to do this, will we see it at the fair in five years? I fucking hope not. No, after the Oreo thing, I was actually burned off with all that stuff. What? Yeah, I, I, I say 
not wanting an answer. But what else Keep can you really Keep it to the zucchinis, onion rings, yeah. potatoes, and, you know, whatever. Bunnies and whatever else you deep fry. Like, <laughs> none of this water stuff. Yeah. So, other YouTube's, YouTubers have taken up the idea and tried it out for themselves. Uh, most have succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I thought there'd be like the other one died or something. I, I kind of thought there was more of that. For some I tried looking up the other stuff, but Most I, I have felt succeeded. like I felt like what I just some said died. was a true statement. <laughs> Whether or not the others <laughs> failed, people have cooked ribs this weekend. <laughs> Most have succeeded. <laughs> Mostly. Um, I was reading an article about the uh, Tyro- uh the T Rex. Ooh. You guys heard of that dinosaur, right? Yeah. I was going to say Tyrannosaurus, but I was like, ah, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to fuck it up. Anyway, this article is about how many uh, total T-Rexes existed, period, if you had Ooh, to say. interesting. So, but I want to give you, before you think of that, I'm going to give you another, something else to think about, too. So, But that's another question. I'm going to ask you two questions. So think about how many T-Rexes existed, period, on Earth. I'm, talk- I'm talking like total before they died. And now I want to ask you this. Think about their uh, population density. How many would exist in an area the size of California in a general any given time? Not all. Shit, does that make sense? No idea. So, like, yeah, if you went, let, let's pretend you went back in time where T Rexes existed. Yeah, yeah. At one point, wh- how many T Rexes would exist in California? Okay. Is my first question. Okay. Two is is how, how many, many T Rexes existed? Period. period. You go first, Sean. I, I have a couple. In guesses. all things, okay. so that's it. I don't know if it's a lot. There's a lot of information there, so let me know if you have any questions. We have found several dozen if not hundred t-rex skeletons and fractions i'm not doing i'm not giving you're looking at me like for support no i'm not telling you i'm asking you i guess i'm just kind of i'm walking myself through it in that um (laughs) t-rex is a fair fairly uh popular fossil to find Right, as opposed to the Spinosaurus aegypticus, which is not. So that being said, uh, we know that fossils are extremely rare. Like, not everything is fossilized. So I'm guessing that the total population on the planet of T-Rexes... I want the first question, though. For, oh, you I want mean, the first one? How well, many I mean, you know what? I want both, frankly, but, like, yeah, dude. I want, okay, California? I kind of want the first question, though. And remember, that's a, that's a slice of life. Imagine, like, you go back a, a bajillion years and T-Rexes are there. 1999, if you will, of the T-Rex world. How many T-Rexes are in California? And then I do still want that answer, so I like okay. what you're saying. California, I am guessing um, 200. All right. And then uh, the world? Uh, in total forever. Oh, how many have existed? Exactly. Oh, shit. That's uh, what I mean. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, two million? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That seems I know. They're, they're both extreme questions, but I love the answers to both. Yeah, I'm going 200 and 2 million. I have no idea, so my answers might sound ridiculous. But I'll say there was 100,000 of them that ever existed. Okay. And then I'll say that there was... At one point in California, 1999, friends. 40. There's 40 of them. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm asking this because we all live in California. Uh-huh. So I love how this article basically <laughs> phrased it around California. I kind of like, in my mind, was sitting there like, oh, shit. That actually gives it some um, perspective, if you will. Uh-huh. So for the population density of T-Rexes at any one point was 3,800. Okay. So, okay. Or 3,800. So I'm just, like, we live in Orange County and, you know, Anaheim and various areas. I'm just curious – 
the whole size of California, if there's 3,800 T-Rexes floating around, we'd be seeing them pretty regular, unregular. Like, oh, that's the amount in California was 3,800? Yes. Oh, shit. Not total wow. of the whole world. Oh, like, yeah, I yeah, know. That's just in California at any given well, time. And they're saying. Oh, yeah. You'd see them all over the place. You'd be seeing them everywhere, right? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking, that's a lot of T-Rexes, bro. I don't know. California's pretty big. And it depends on if they're pack animals. Like, are they loners? You know, are they like a bobcat where you don't, you don't, you see a wild bobcat. You don't see a pack of wild bobcats like you oh. would with, you know, wool or coyotes. They said they like I raised guess. their young and they didn't like compete with their Possibles. young either or something like that. Yeah, interesting. Well, so, so here's the, the total uh, like of T-Rex that ever existed ever. And it's 2.5 billion. Holy yeah, shit. that makes sense. Yeah. 2.5 billion like existed period. But for some perspective, there's, there's been about like 100 billion modern homo sapiens us at the same time frame but like still the idea of like 2.5 billion t-rexes i thought was interesting but i loved how they they broke it down to a california in california at any given time they'd probably be like 3,800 you know t-rexes or something like that (laughs) and that really actually resonated with me as i was driving down like the street i saw a t-rex like holy shit like there's one right there like if they really did exist, like, could we compete with that shit? Like, if there's 3,000 of those motherfuckers floating around, well, like, that how are we going to do the question, that? how did any other dinosaurs live if they were so, you know, Well, you actually, there? when you were thinking about this question, you, you, you kind of uh, caught on to something because they mentioned in this article how the T-Rex is uh, one of the most common, like, fossils out there. The Triceratops is actually one of the most common species represented in the fossil record. Hmm. And so this study that they did about the T-Rex wasn't about the Triceratops, so... I mean, based off this article, knowing nothing about dinosaurs, they basically it sounds like there was more Triceratops than there were T Rexes, even. So, two point five billion T Rexes of all time. I don't know, three billion Triceratops, four billion, I guess, like something Triceratops like that. Triceratops is, is built to handle itself too. Yeah, they probably fought those things off. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, it's like a cow that with some horns, you know, For type sure. of deal. Like, so I thought that was kind of really interesting about that whole just how many, the number of T Rexes that could have existed and like where they are. And you mentioned too how rare fossils all are. And so, so given these assumptions, obviously these are these are like uncertain numbers. It's not like we like officially know. Like, here's the answer. These are all kind of guesses based on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was also kind of wondering what their data was that I led to these you, conclusions. I can tell you, basically, it was uh, ba- uh they used a uh, something called Damuth's law, an ecological equation that describes the relationship between body size and population density. And huh. uh, in rough terms, the larger the individual animal, the lower its population density. So T. Rexes are big. And they said that would be a lower density, but the density was 3,800. So if they were smaller, like, so maybe T- are Triceratops smaller than T Rexes? I don't know. It depends I, on I how you so. measure small. Like, well, yeah, because they're different. They're both pretty weighty. One's tall and kind of yeah. whatever, but I almost think the, the Triceratops has some. Anywho, we obviously don't know anything about dinosaurs. <laughs> but, um, but based off all these calculations we're talking about, um, and we're talking about fossils now, how rare they are, because I never thought about how rare they really are. But this estimate, let's pretend, let's pretend it was right, suggests only one per eighty million of the T Rex's fossils are have ever been recovered. Wow. It shows how rare being fossilized yep. really is. Yep. It really is like I mean, people get killed and murdered all the time, obviously these hundred billion humans, but we only find a handful of them because they got killed in some mud or someone drowned them in some lime zinc thing. Yeah, or some yeah, exactly <laughs> sediment thing or an asteroid. <laughs> bashed him in the head and shoved him in the dirt so fucking hard so, so that yeah. idea was really driven home for me in that one story we did about uh whether or not a civilization 
at our technology level, if it happened a million years ago, would we know about it? Detect it. Just, yeah, would yeah, we would figure we it out it? even if it ever existed? And they had a threshold. I forget what the threshold was, but it was like a couple, like a couple hundred million years, and uh, we would not be able to detect it. Or maybe it was even shorter than that. But point is, not a lot of things are fossilized, and almost everything around us will break down over time. It really does. And given the the uh, age of the planet and the fossil records and whatnot, uh, it is not likely, but you know, it could be plausible that there was a civilization on planet Earth before us. Jason Momoa. Yeah, the Atlanteans. We all know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I found that fascinating because then it really illustrated that, like, yeah, fossils are super, super they rare are. and very conditional. I never really thought about it until this fucking article, too, but it's like, damn, like, it's almost like, oh, thank God I found this. But, you know, growing up, I was like, oh, they found a fossil of this bug and this thing. But that, like, represents one of a bajillion bugs or one of a bajillion T-Rexes, one of a, a bajillion Triceratops. When I die... I used to say, throw me into space so maybe the alien race would resurrect me, as you all recall. Uh-huh. Maybe you should fossilize me. Ooh. That'd be kind of sick. How the fuck? How do you make it? Right? Because then maybe I'll be brought back through DNA or something. Some type of, like, uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Max? Max? Jurassic Host Max? Do you have to, like, drown in mud while you're alive in order for that to happen? I, I think, no, I don't think I have to drown. I don't, no, no. I, I think I could die in the mud or throw my body in the mud. I don't think you have to drown me in the mud. I think you got to drown me in the mud. Just in case, let's do it. But, yeah, like, sure. uh, but I don't sand. think you should. We want a fresh uh, sample. Like, yeah. There's gonna be a bunch of litigation I guess. and stuff. I when want you the mud. Yeah, I guess you, you might want the mud in the in, in all the capillaries, so <laughs> they could really throw the alien juice in them to bring you back. I mean, like it's gonna alien be like juice. your mom and your siblings and your future wife like crying over your body, and then Mister E and oh. I are gonna bust in the door and be like, "We need to bury this guy in mud right yeah, now." Can, yeah, yeah. Can you Pompey me? I want to be like all like crushed with my family. Like, why are you doing this? And can like, you as all the, me? All, the, all the all the ashes falling, and my loved ones around me, like. I'm like, we did not want this. I'm like, the f- Jeez. <laughs> all right, that's cool. Uh, yeah. All right, on to that cheery note. I got a dumb criminal here story. That's the one. All right. Fuck, I mixed that up. Woof. I got the I got the old uh, dumb uh, criminal here story now. Uh, an Italian mobster that was on the run for seven years has finally been caught thanks to YouTube. Ooh. Did he upload a video of doing something? He sure did. Okay. okay, I was actually, I'll be, I thought I... I, I feel mean, like that's all of YouTube. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah, like, what did he do? So, uh, his name was Mark Fernand Claude Barrett, and he's 53 years old, and he worked for the uh, Nindergurgahate. The what? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, a huge crime syndicate over in Italy. They bring most of the uh, coke into Europe, and they're called the Nindrangheti, Nigeta. Nindrangheta. Season two of Doobie's Doobie. <laughs> Coming to you. Bye. <laughs> the Nindrangheta. And, um... So the Etrigan gang of, 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 of the Italian mafia that sells coke. <laughs> Anyways, um... He was caught based on his YouTube cooking channel he started. Oh, God. <laughs> I must have heard about this because, like, that's why I asked that. Because like, that's why I heard someone cooking somewhere and getting caught. But like, I didn't realize it really was a story. Like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even read about this. I think it's like my, my really mother or someone criminal. told me about it. Like, I swear, 
Well, this is one of the reasons this is my last episode on this podcast is, you know, I've given away too much information. I don't want them to track me down. Wait, you, you should start your cooking channel. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so on this guy's cooking channel, uh, he would cook meals, but it would be kind of like a binging with Babish format where, you know, you, he's not showing his head. It's just what he's up to. And um, apparently he had a few distinguishing tattoos on his arms oh, that gave him away. And so, you know, when you go to prison, they, they catalog your tattoos, as you two know. Yes. And so, you know, uh, yeah. the gov- the government had all of his tattoo info, and they connected the dots and it traced says, like, his I IP. Love, I love yep. the mafia <laughs> 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 on his right arm. Yeah, it said Nender Getty. They'll never catch me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> YouTuber second, mafia first. <laughs> That's hilarious. So my only thought is I, maybe they'll let him work in the uh, prison kitchen? Maybe. He's got a, the best chance of any. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So another thing Mr. E said us that it's funny. This actually, I wasn't sure if I was going to do that until it came up in like all my usual websites too, over and over again. Like man cooks chicken by slapping it. So that is the title of this next article yeah. that a man cooked chicken by slapping it. So, How does that work? You think we'll go into it. <laughs> like, you think, you think about it first. You tell us what you think. But I'll tell you all about it. When I first heard this, all I thought of was uh, masturbation, like slapping the chicken. Oh, yeah, spank the chicken. Isn't it spank the chicken? Well, you spank the monkey, and then you choke the the chicken. Yeah, I'll choke the chicken. Flog the bishop, like all of those. But that, that... I couldn't get past the physics of it because that's where my mind went. So now I'm super interested in how slapping a chicken transfers energy into the chicken to heat it up to cook it. And how flat is the fucking chicken at the end of this thing? That's a really good point you just made, too, because there is a lot of uh, physics involved in this idea of how do you cook a chicken by slapping it. And so basically, here's the real question is, and supposedly it originated in Reddit. So the question was... (laughs) Reddit? Reddit. We all know Reddit. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Reddit, I should say. Uh, I call it read it without the A. Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> so on Reddit, uh, they pose the question: um, Can you convert kinetic energy, obviously the slap, into thermal energy, the heat, to cook a chicken? And people weighed in on this, if you could do that. And one physics uh-huh. student suggested that one slap could do it if that slap had the velocity of uh, 1,666 meters per second or 3,700 miles per hour. Fascinating. So is he just left with chicken goo? Like cooked chicken goo? Well, that one statistic alone made me think Superman because we've seen videos and stuff. We've seen videos. Shut up. Well, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's true. He can do it. But they, he can crush coal and make a diamond, right? Uh-huh. So maybe Superman could slap a chicken <laughs> and have enough <laughs> finesse because what was it? You need – I wrote down the term even. You needed a, uh, de- uh, a slap depth. Yeah, yeah. You needed a slap death because basically you're right. Because in the beginning, this guy made a this guy basically cooked the kit the chicken. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna ask you how many uh, slaps it takes to cook the chicken. Jesus. So let's just like get it out of there right there. He did it finally. <laughs> but it's about there's a lot of things involved in this. And you're right. Like if he slaps it too hard, it makes like this puree stuff. Like so he he learned that he had to just slap it only. He needed fastness, he, but not. Like pressure, hardness, oh yeah, yeah, type of deal. 
you Dude, need, wa- you need repetition. It's a 13-minute but- video I watched. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. and like, well, like, I, <laughs> It's insane. How, it actually is a two-month pers- uh, thing he did. He, he built about four or five machines to do this. So just to get an it idea. It took two months to cook a chicken? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Not, it didn't take two months to... Uh, well, actually, I guess it did, per se, but like many attempts, I should yes, say. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm also curious about like the cook time, because it has to be efficient, right? Otherwise... Why no? Doesn't no? It's not efficient. <laughs> but can he eat this? Look, basically, if you look uh, at this, like oh he put a, he put a whole chicken and it's in a, like a bag. It's a bag that when the thermal uh, the kinetic energy of the slap gets into it, it won't escape the bag. So oh. the kinetic energy transfers to heat, and the heat stays in his bag. And so he had to design this machine, which is basically a, a cooking board on a motor on a seesaw that slaps this chicken. A lot of times. And the first couple ones slapped it too hard, as you mentioned, and made a puree type of deal. So he had to learn to make it kind of like more of a uh, – he had to control how how, di- how deep the slaps go. And so all his attempts go into the machine breaking because at one point he had 100,000 slaps. To, you know, spoiler, 100,000 slaps, and that actually broke the machine too. So <laughs> he had one that lasted 60,000 slaps, and then something else broke on the machine as well. I said, I've watched this entire video about his whole fucking journey about these <laughs> fucking slaps and all. He also cooked the steak too, by the way, with the, with the slaps too. I bet that'd be good. Yeah. Actually, that looked better than the chicken. Right? That'd I'll be tender that. and. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think the final amount of slaps were to officially cook the chicken? <laughs> He broke down at a hundred thousand. I told you that he broke down. So he had to go 000. higher. So, uh, yeah, Mr. E. This is about like four machines. I swear to God, he went through like four, at least four different. I'll versions. say it was one hundred and sixty thousand. Oh, that's a good answer. Uh, I'll go three hundred thousand. It was one hundred thirty-five thousand. Ah. So Mr. E's closer across as many as eight hours to slap cook a chicken using around seven thousand five hundred watt energy uh, hours of energy, and. Uh, yeah, basically, it was just three times the amount uh, oven would use to do the same job. Did they eat the chicken afterwards? So what's funny about this video is this whole article makes it sound like he cooked the chicken and ate it. And what happened really is, he, like I said, he every time he got close to it, because he had an internal thermometer, he had to get the chicken uh, between... He figured out uh, – his name is Louis Weiss, by the way. He figured out that keeping the chicken at around 55 to 60 degrees Celsius or 131, 140 degrees Fahrenheit for at least an hour would be enough to cook it through or at least kill the bacteria as the, you know, as if you'd cook it. And um, in the video, he thought he got close to it, but the machine broke again. And so while he was editing the fail video, he looked at the timer and then went to this graph that he had. He realized he kept it around 55 for long enough that he had technically had cooked it. So it's one of those things like huh. on the video, he's like, oh, I failed. I didn't cook it. And then later on, he's like, oh, I actually did cook it. But he didn't. It was cooked enough because it looked cooked, so, but he didn't know if the bacteria was killed enough yes. to eat it. I mean, that's what really matters because, again, yes. this chicken is sitting out for eight hours. And I guess it's there's something to be weird. said about slow cooking, but you're still slow cooking at, you know, a decent temperature. This is almost like sous vide on crack. Like, you guys know the yes. idea of sous vide. Like, basically, long story short, if you don't know the audience, is like you put it in a plastic bag, throw it in some mildly hot water and cook it for like three hours and it's supposed to be really good once you sear it and there was a guy on youtube i remember he like put a steak in like a dishwasher and cooked them that way and stuff too and then seared them and they were pretty good this guy basically did all that except he didn't sear them he basically just slapped cooked it if he seared it it would have been pretty good the steak the steak would have been pretty good if he slapped cooked it and because it even had like juices and shit it was hot it was like 60 degrees or whatever the amount need to make a rare steak (laughs) it was weird wow yeah that is interesting 
I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed that he figured it out after the fact. I'd like to see the experiment duplicated. Yes, you know to make sure it's science. Duplicate the experiment and actually take a bite of maybe that some shit. onions in there too. Yeah, dude. I want some slap. There onions. you go. Onions, nice. bell peppers, yeah, some dude. spices. Exactly. And <laughs> I want some slap some slap chicken. The most inefficiently cooked chicken ever. It's insane, dude. I love how I love how it was a whole thing. Like I said, it took him two months to do this whole cook chicken challenge or whatever the fuck and it was a whole odyssey we'll 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 send a we'll put a link out there i want that steak i'm thinking about steak now that sounds good steak <laughs> Some slap cook steak please oh i just watched the end of like, that'll be eight hours sir <laughs> <laughs> i watched the season finale of king of the hill like i think last night oh that's a good one tear break tear tear tear, tear break. yeah they finally have something to bond over. oh my god they're meat they're thinking of like bringing it back 15 years later. I like, know, whatever. Is that going to actually really happen? And if so, like, what the fuck? I hope not. Leave it alone. It's good enough. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, I have uh, one of my least favorite segments coming up here, and it's called Guinness Corner. Nice. All right. Let's blow through these real quick. The exciting. I never played. <laughs> <laughs> this first one is for the fastest time for a woman running a mile while wearing a bomb disposal suit that weighs 84 pounds. Those are heavy. Mile. How long I've do you heard, think? I've heard the term four minute mile if you're fast, so it must be shorter than that. So I'm going to say four minute what, mile if you're fast. <laughs> if you're really fast. Uh, so I think it's like five, but close enough. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, it took her uh, 12 minutes. 12 minutes? What do you think? I'll say 10. 10? Yeah. Mr. E is closest with 10.23. Yeah, the helmet Whatever, alone. bitch. <laughs> easy. That helmet alone weighs 12 pounds. Jeez. Uh, her name is Captain Katie Hernandez, and she took the record from First Lieutenant Ashley Sorensen, who completed bitch. her run with 11 minutes and 6 seconds. All right, next. Man breaks Guinness record for his Funko Pop collection. Okay. We're all familiar with Funko are Pop. Obsessed with those. Yes. Yeah, they're the those bobbly uh, head things. Yeah, big square plastic heads of your favorite characters with big dark eyes. Just for twenty bucks each. Yeah, they are. They're like uh, fifteen. I mean, that's good to know. Yeah, they're Thank like you. fifteen. Unless they're Depends rare. Depends on what they are. Unless yeah, exactly. Rare. I met a guy once. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm just talking to him. Like, hey, what are you gonna do? And he just wouldn't shut up about how he invested in Funko Pops. Oh, well, he's, he's probably like, rich. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. Whatever, man. Like, I fucking, those things. I didn't mean to talk to you. You still owe me for those Beanie Babies, by the way. You'll never get your money because oh. it's an investment. And I'm telling you, they'll pay, they'll pay off someday. Trust me. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, his name is David, David Mabane, and he has the biggest record. He buys 20 to 30 pieces each week. How long has he been doing this? Uh... You know what? Quite a while. I don't know. Uh, he says the most difficult part about growing the collection is finding new figures. Okay. 23. So how many do you think this guy owns? Just think of all the Funko Pops out there, right? So is it that many different ones or does he have duplicates? Do I believe know? they're different. Oh, they're different ones? Okay. I'm yeah. going to say he has 3,400 of them. 3,400. Locked in, Mr. Like e. Lot, <laughs> uh, that's actually not enough, I know, because I, he said 20 to 30 a week, and so uh, I times that by 52, and then I times that by 10 years. Okay. Uh, and, and, then, and so I got 156,000, and that's probably not even enough. Oh so I'm going to say 156,000. <laughs> 
uh, Mr. E is closest by a little bit. Oh, really? <laughs> it's uh, 7,095. Oh, lame. <laughs> you say about like 20 to 30 a week. <laughs> yeah, if not for 10 years. Well, I, well, how long have they been around for? Like, I took a guess. I think <laughs> That's a, I like your math there. I like your, I like you your hold on, like, hold on. Let me go you back to give that. time for the production of the new ones. <laughs> Here we go. Wait, wait. 20 times 52 right there. Okay. That's 1,040. So I guess you've been doing it for seven years. Yeah, so <laughs> times seven equals 7,280. Yeah, 7,095. So, yeah, I'm sure he had a couple Jesus. off weeks in there. and a couple off weeks. Started his collection really that big. He's not a serious collector. And then. those <laughs> things take up space, too. Especially oh. if you keep them in the box. Which they all are. Of course. So, like, that's a lot of space. Yeah. He has, like, all these, like, uh, stories. You know, wars things. Pretty I'm much. sure like, you went to Lincoln on this one. It's full of <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Star Wars one is over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy's living in the Midwest somewhere. Bought a big house and just a big ass barn garage air controlled system, and uh, is storing them there somewhere. That's crazy. Living the dream. Is he single by chance? I, I'm I, betting dude, he would be. I almost didn't say it because like he's, he's, this guy's living his dream. And I was like, he's probably single. Um, <laughs> probably, you know, spends his money on storing and keeping them clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that is crazy. They have to be clean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fine. All right. Last Guinness Corner here. Uh, I don't, you guys have probably heard this one. It's a, it's a few weeks old. It's the um, record for holding your breath underwater was How recently broken. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know it. I really don't know. But I'm just like, they're always breaking that. Holding your water under breath underwater for how long? Period or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, staying underwater without taking in oxygen. It's not like a deep. They're like deep. They're not like going under the ocean, right? No, I, I don't know. This guy could be in a six foot pool and he's just it, dunking his head underwater okay, for yeah, yeah. so okay. many minutes and seconds. Okay. Uh, his name is uh, Budamar Buddha Sabat, and <laughs> Buddha Buddha Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. And he held his breath underwater for blankety blank. Max, what do you think? Well, those deep sea divers can do it for a long time. So he must have some type of deep sea dive power. I don't even know what they do. Underwater. No oxygen. Six minutes, 32 seconds. All right, Mr. E. Seven minutes and seven (laughs) seconds. (laughs) (laughs) One dollar, bro. How <laughs> dare you do it? All right. I'm going to blow your minds and tell you you're both wrong and you should both go higher. It's like 11. That's like 11 minutes. I mean, I've heard that shit too, but it's like, that can't be real because you always hear I would, like. I think not, but that's what Yeah, you always hear like, didn't have oxygen, but like. Higher. <laughs> 20. 15 minutes, Bob. No, okay, okay. Is that yours? Is that yours? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm going next. Okay, I'm, I'm, I want 16 minutes, 32 seconds. Higher. What the fuck? 10 hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, what do you want to say? You guys dead. <laughs> you guys, what do you want to I didn't say he like, lived. 10 days. I'm just saying. He was in that under there. He's still there. Um, no, here, I'll just blow your mind. 24 fucking minutes and 33 seconds. That's almost, that's a... Episode of Naruto. Yeah, he's a, it's an anime episode. Yeah, what Holy the fuck? Shit. He's a penguin at that point, right? Like, How? That's crazy. Is he in a bathtub? I think you have to have been deep sea diving to actually do that. So I almost feel like the pressure does something I hear. I hear this. But even then. I think you're right. It's still impressive, but <laughs> I, I feel like you can't do this in like a bathtub. So like, hey, let me watch this, guys. Like, I think it has to be underwater. 
I, maybe you're right because I, I, I think there is something to that about the way the pressure the pressure and uh, oxidates your you can lower your fuck. heartbeat. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I think there's something Although to that. Remember yeah. the old, in the '90s, the Guinness like Guinness World Record. The guy was doing it for like nine minutes. And he was like, you see him like doing puzzles under there. He's like, he's doing puzzles not to pass out. Like, and, <laughs> and now he was sitting there trying to hold his breath too in a tank. <laughs> He was because and he was because he could like not focus and pass out and then he'd be dead versus like oh I'm really here and I'm really breathing or, I don't <laughs> I don't know interesting yeah crazy right he's got to be an alien or something crazy well thanks for joining us here on the better the most things podcast um you know when you get a chance uh, check out our Instagram give all those things a like uh, give us some comments join our uh, Discord I think it's the better the most things Discord you know Google it it'll be there oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah check that yeah, out we're big on Google. Yeah, what else? Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Instagram. Hit that fucking Instagram. Yeah, dude. And also just give us uh, suggestions on, like, you know, some improv suggestions, what to do on the show, and or uh, stories you want to hear. Yeah, check out this guy's uh, Twitch stream, too. Yeah, it's uh, sponsored by the Better the Most Things podcast called uh, One Chest and Friends. You know, I play Hitman. I play PUBG. I play pretty much any game I own. And uh, everyone joins me and pretty much makes fun of me the entire time. Is but it Wintrask and Friends or is it just Wintrask? It's well. If you Google Wintrask, you'll find me. But I call the show Wintrask and Friends. Yes. I mean, I don't know what to call it. Like besides that, because that's pretty much what it is. Pretty much me and everyone I know, just giving me shit the whole time, and me trying to play games and experience it. And mysteries, not bad at PUBG. Hey, I right. take it. Thanks. We'll catch you then. See you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discuss, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at BTMT underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app. 